Winston Churchill once said, the pessimist sees difficulty in every opportunity. The optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. Get ready to be inspired. This is the Big Fish Cares Podcast. Big Fish Cares Podcast. Whether it's business, life, financial, relationships, we're sharing stories and journeys to help inspire you to be optimistic and to take action. No matter the hurdle in life, you can do it, and we're here to help. Welcome to the Big Fish Cares Podcast, and here's your host, Benny Fisher. We're going to work on our Spanish today, everybody. We got uh, Pancho Serrano on the podcast today. He's recently came from Mexico, living in Texas now, started a roofing marketing digital agency. Pancho, welcome to the show, man. Love, love that you're here today. Hey, Benny, thank you, man. It's a pleasure to be in the show. I have been watching you and look at, looking, looking at your communication. Everything that you are doing is impressive, man. It's my pleasure. Yeah, this is awesome. How the when's the first time you ever heard about me? I don't know, man. Probably uh, looking at your social media, becoming friends on social media. My network in the in my platform is pretty wide. Obviously, I only see the ones that are getting the attention because obviously I have I don't know twenty thousand friends in in all the platforms, but I'm not looking at everybody. I think you got really good a good communication campaign, a good strategy. You are collaborating with a lot of the big dogs in the industry, and not only in the roofing industry, man. I have seen you with uh, with Gary V, you know, with all those guys. So, man, it's not it's not hard to see you online, man. So you and that's because you do a good job, man. Well, I appreciate that. I. Uh... You know, they don't teach you how to do that when you're in school. See, I, I grew up in, like, you know, we didn't have social media. How old are you? I'm 33, man. 33. So you're younger. So, like, you almost, like, kind of grew up with it, kind of, almost. Um, right when you got out of high school, they probably started, like, social media, right? Yes, man, but it's it's a funny story. I, I, I eliminate, I erase all my platforms because I was against that at that time, you know? I just discover social media platforms or like start liking and start investing on them right now when I move to the United States. When I like, I try everything, how to sell commercial roofing as my first job when I move to the United States. I try everything, everything, man, until I discover LinkedIn. So why do you... Why did you want to be in the roofing industry? Like, what, like, like, what kind of dream? What kind of dream is that, man? <laughs> no, it's a, it's a funny story, man. So, um, I was, I'm from Mexico, working in Mexico City, working in as a sales consultant in in the automotive industry, Nissan, BMW. Then uh, I All started. Right. Going I, start, I started in the car. I started in the car business 22 years ago. Nice, where, man? At a Ford, at a Ford dealership. Dealers. Oh, nice. So I was in the headquarters. I was okay. selling. I was selling the cars from the manufacturer to the dealers all over Mexico. I was one oh, of the. Okay. I was. I was twenty-four doing that job, man. I did every mistake an entrepreneur or an executive can do, or a young executive, because I was really young. I didn't know what I was doing. I was there. I learned a lot. Then I start um, 
I had a girlfriend from Austin. I was in Mexico City. We start like the relation is the relationship start getting formal. So she invited me to to come. But the, the, here is the thing, man. She told me before I move, it's like, hey, come here and I will help you with whatever you need in case there is something happen. I think my dad has a friend that can give you a job. I was like, okay, she's gonna help me in case everything. I have a job, that's good. And like, I don't need anything else. I save a little bit of money and I decide to quit BMW bank and move to Austin. I moved. All because of a girl. All the, we, we were gonna get married. Actually, know, how'd, 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 how'd you meet her? Man, it's a funny story. So. She went well, to live in Belgium. The show's all about. Well, the show's all about funny stories. So go ahead. I love stories too, man. So she went to live in. She was. Um, she doesn't like that I tell this story, but she went to. Uh, she was young, uh, right out of college, went to live to Belgium. My cousin was in Belgium in the same company, man. So my cousin and my wife were in the same company in Belgium. And over there, when they were there, they discovered that my dad and her dad study in the same university in Mexico, man, in a part of Mexico. But, but I am from the south, I, from Mexico. I am from Chiapas, man. Chiapas is the south border of the country. It's not even Mexico City, Cancun. Yeah, you're all the way down. Like you're, it's almost like living like if you're like in Minnesota, it's like living in Key West. Like it's like that far down. It's like all the way down. Beside Guatemala, so my 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 state is the one. I don't know if you remember when the migration situation was like um, really bad. Uh, was like was no, the state? I didn't, pay, I didn't pay attention to Central American history. No worries, man. So. My state is where all the people is coming, all the migrate, all the migrants are coming to the country. So that's the only reason why my state is is known. So that's uh, that I come from really far. So that's where I met my wife. Then then my my cousin got married in my hometown, and she went. My 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 wife my went to the wedding in Chiapas, and it was in my. So ranch, that's really you have a, yeah. So you you have an interesting immigration story then because it's not like the typical one i hear especially in the roofing industry where guys are like smuggling themselves across borders it's taking two three weeks like you know there's no food there's no water there's no shelter they're like worried that they're going to get arrested like you don't have that story i did well you're you're a guy working for bmw mm -hmm. in mexico so you're already mm -hmm. probably in the top what i call what one percent two percent of mm -hmm. people and but you're like Man, I want, it was all about the girl, wasn't it? It wasn't about the American dream. It was all about the girl, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, man. <laughs> That's the story. Now, my only, like, yes, everything that you said is, is correct. The only thing is that I didn't have my papers when I moved. So I was all doing right, everything so right, we'll, without we'll my you. papers. I was working, selling commercial roofing, and I was, um, I opened my company without papers, man. So I was in the street. So that was similar to everybody, everybody that All is right. here. Uh -huh. like, yes. Did you? Uh, were you? Um, did you get everything straightened out now? Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, it took me a lot of time. Listen, I, I hear stories that sometimes it's hard in America to get. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to do it the right way. Yes, yes, man. Actually, that's the reason why I am doing my podcast right now in Spanish. Because for that people, 
that have been like have been living that life, man. Because it's not easy. I respect them, and the only thing that I, I have to do is like giving back to them, because they work their like their butt off, and it's impressive everything that they do. So, man, I'm gonna come back, Benny. I'm gonna come back to my story that when I move, if you let me. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I move. The, okay, so I quit BMW, I moved, I got everything. I told you the story how I met my wife. Then mm-hmm. um, I, so I got that job, she was going to support me, and I got some savings. So, but the, the surprise was that the, the job that I was waiting here, the first they told me, you are going to work in the roofing industry. And I was like, what the heck is the roofing industry? <laughs> and then they tell me. That's not it. And then they tell me, you are going to be an independent sales rep. And I was like, what is an independent sales rep? And they were like, okay, you are not going to get a salary until you sell. I was like, man, I was waiting for my month-to-month paycheck, man. I didn't sign for this. And then they tell me, and you are going to sell roof coatings. And I was like, roof coatings? What the heck is that? I don't know. But the problem is that I didn't have any other option, man. I didn't have any other option. I couldn't look for a job. And that was... Well, you could have kept, uh-huh. kept, kept freeloading from your wife or your girlfriend. No, no, no. Well, Come I, on, man. You, she was your meal ticket, man. But, well, but, yeah, but we, we didn't have any money, man. And, and, like my, <laughs> and my savings, man, my savings, I came like with $3,000 thinking that I was, was going to live like a king with those savings. How man. many pesos is that? that that's like 60,000 pesos, man. Bro, if so in pesos, my mindset was in pesos, it was like 60,000 pesos, man. I'm going to live like a king for six months, three months. I didn't have any money, man. Do you know what that I, make? Yes. Man, you can spend 3000 in a week now. Man. I didn't know that, man. I didn't know that. So my I start running out of money. So I, and I didn't have my paper, so I couldn't go to look for a job in uh, for a normal job, like I used to say. Right. Yeah. My, like my only chance, my only opportunity was to sell those coatings, man. So I decided. I, that that's where my roofing um, adventure start. I, I love, everybody's everybody's got such a great story of how they got in the roofing yeah. industry, right? Isn't it? Like yeah, yeah. nobody ends up here like on purpose. Like it's yeah. always like you know, it was like a struggle. There's like a reason that we have to come here. How long did it take you to learn what roofing was and what coatings were? So man, it took me like not that long because I didn't have like as an independent, so I didn't have sales meeting or something. It's like Whenever you sell, come back to us. If you don't have a sale, don't like, don't call us. So Did I, you speak I, decent English? No, man. Obviously not. No, well, I don't know. I, I mean, like you, no, you you're no, doing pretty well no. now, but I mean, no. And this were my like the other part of my story. So okay, I was like, okay, I'm gonna start selling. How can I start selling? Call calling. Everybody's talking about call calling. Works every time. I start call calling. The answer was, man, we don't understand you, what you are saying. So, so they, they, they're <laughs> so I was like, okay, a strategy, call, call, a strategy. Uh, no, nothing, no, no, it's not working. Then door knocking. Obviously, I start seeing videos on, on oh, YouTube. Yeah. 
Normal? Yeah, that, scared, that scared. One? Well, down in oh, Texas, though, I feel like, you know, it's normal for a Mexican to knock on your door, right? Uh, yeah. Like, it's, yeah. Not, it's not like up in the It's not up here in North. If this was up in Pennsylvania, they would have took a, they would have took a shotgun and pointed it at you. Back, you know what I mean? Because it's just not, they would have been scared. Same in Mexico, man. That doesn't exist. Uh, canvassing is not that popular as, as it is here. So I, I said, like, okay, door knocking, man. Everyone is talking about door knocking. <laughs> I, I was, I start, uh, listen, man. I start door knocking for commercial roofing. The first 10 doors, eight of them were like, man, the owner, we are not the owners. We are renting these buildings. Like, you need to go with the property managers and the owner. I was like, damn, that's right. Okay, so didn't work either, man. And I didn't you're like, like it. On a you're, on, you're on a scavenger hunt. You're on a scavenger hunt to try to find the owner. <laughs> exactly, 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 man. So I was like, damn, this is not working either. Then I try another strategy that you look for roofs on Google, commercial roof on Google. Look at the age of the roof. If it's damaged, you look for the owner. Then call the owner. Obviously, it was super complicated. Then it was cold calling. Then look, no, it didn't work either. Until someone told me, man, go on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, I was like, I have LinkedIn since 2007. Haven't never used it. But man, I like social media. So I start creating content, man. That was three years, three, four years ago. Three years ago, I start creating content. If you see my first content, man, my first post, no, like they were awful, man. But that didn't stop. That was the difference. Did you listen? Man. Did you listen to Gary V? The first, their first content. I have but seen it. Like, did you know who Gary? Did you know who Gary V was back in the day? Because he always is talking about getting on LinkedIn, you know. And for commercial yes. roofing, LinkedIn's awesome, right? But yes, I mean, I I want to go back to. Like, what was life like in Mexico for you? Like, how did you grow up? Like, what did your parents do? Like, were you living well off? I mean, what was, what was it like in Mexico? So, yeah, it was a little bit different, like you see in the news. And if you are living in Mexico City and working in this big head, head, uh, corporate, if you are living a corporate life in Mexico, you live a good life. You live yeah. in the one like you're not you're living, living in a hut. You're not living. Yeah, like you got running water, right? Like you're, oh, you, yeah. know, you got toilets and stuff. Like you're not like in a village anywhere and like starving no. or anything like that. No, like no, no, man. Like um, thankfully, my my family, like they believe in like a lot of most of the people and a lot of the people in Mexico, they they uh, believe in the university, going to school. So I did that. Mm. My parents, I went to the best university in, in Mexico. Then I studied my MBA there too. So that positioned me really well. I had really good connections in really good so companies. How do you have an, how, yeah, so how do you have an MBA? You're working a good corporate job, but you only have $3,000 when you get here. Like, where, where do I get Oh, man. Oh, because I told you that I did all the mistakes that you can make as an executive in, in, in Nissan and in BMW. Man, I was the, like, the worst behaved. But like partying... Uh, going out with people, like all the mistakes that you, like, you don't need like to pa do, like Pablo Escobar type stuff. Uh not, not, not. That's that's too extreme. <laughs> that's extreme. <laughs> but something like, like Miami, that, like the Mi like Miami nightlife type of scene. Exactly. Yes, because you have the money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was twenty five years old, having the money in Mexico City, living by myself, single, 
I love to party. I stopped drinking when I, I started drinking when I was 13 years old. Wow. Yes, man. Because and and Corona that was or, or Corona or Dos Equis? Uh, everything, man. Kawama. With Kawama is the like the 40s. All right. And I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. I got uh, gotcha. Whatever, whatever. What, there what was, kind man. of car? What did you drive a BMW? What kind of car did you have? For sure, man. Series four. And for free, you. man. For free, um, for free, and they 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 give us a new model every year. But that's only because we were a sales consultant and we were going to the mm. dealers. To uh, we were like uh, traveling all the time. Not everybody had a car, so yes, I had one. Uh, my family, man, my family, it's a middle, low income um, family, but they gave everything they have, everything, every single dollar they had, they gave it for, for me and for, for us to study in the best universities. So that gave me a lot of, a lot of push. So I, I used mm. to like party a lot, man. I party like heavy, like, so I was spending money, man. Yeah, actually my sister used to call me, um, Oh, it's another last name, uh, Carlos Slim. Do you know Carlos Slim? No. He's one of the richest. He's uh, the richest Mexican. He was the richest guy, Mexican guy in the world. Right now, he's like in okay. the top five. Um, oh, okay, yeah, I think I've heard of him. Yeah, Ca yeah Carlos Slim. Um, so my yeah, sister he's up there with like Bezos and like Bill Gates uh -huh, and like uh -huh. you know all those rich people. Right now, right now he like he's like in the top ten. He lost some position. He lost some position, but he's one of the top. My sister used to call me Pancho Slim because I used to live a life. I used to live a life that wasn't mine, spending money, not, not knowing about finance, personal finance. So I did really bad decision, man. I was like, a, so I I was really really in the bottom, in in between. You're, you're the, just like all us American boys. Exactly. Like like, like probably you had something fast and furious. Probably you had a you had you had a similar story, you know, like doing bad decisions, oh, yeah. spending money. Yeah, so so it was something spend like it fast that. Spent spent more than I had, you know, and learned how to use a credit card at a young age, you know, trying to impress people. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah, for sure. So uh -huh. how did you? Uh, so what was it like when you told mom and dad I'm moving to America? Like, were they were they excited for you? Were they shocked? Like, what was that like for them? So for them, man, it was like they were they they, they got happy for me, and. Um, so they are still living in Chiapas, in the home, in the state that I was telling you in the south border. But I was living in Mexico City, so I wasn't even uh -huh. I wasn't living with them. And that's before a that, way, right? I mean, that's yes. like, that's like far, yeah. right? Yeah, uh, one hour away flight, not that far. It's not that uh, that extends that United States, but it is far. But before that, Benny, I used to live. Uh, they sent me. They uh, sent me to California when I was fourteen to fifteen years old to be an exchange student. So my parents ah. in California, my parents, since they were, my mom was an exchange student in the United States too. So they were like, I don't know what we are doing, but we are sending these guys aboard. So that was when I was 14 to 15. Then when I turned eight, I come back to Mexico, to Chiapas. When I turned 18, oh, I used to play uh, wrestling. I used to do wrestling and American football in California. Come back to All Mexico, right. start playing American football, and I did good, so I got a scholarship in college, man. You can get a scholarship like here. It's not that popular. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, it's not popular. I mean, they probably go out. I mean, I'd love to see what a Mexican-American football game looks like. No, uh, no, they have, for example, the uh, 
the Division A in Mexico, they play against Division uh, 3. Like Division 1 against Division 3 in the United States. Gotcha. Right, so, that makes sense. But I got a scholarship in Cancun, man. I got a scholarship in Cancun. It's not, so a, when bad, I, not a bad place to go for a party, boy. For, for I was 18 years old. My parents were, were not going to spend anything in the college, so I went there. Then I moved to another city because I didn't do good in school. Then when I was in the university, I went to work in Walt Disney World in Orlando. I was a lifeguard there uh, for six months. Obviously, yeah, you, were just there to watch all, you were just there to watch all the other lifeguards. I don't know if you have heard about those programs, man, the college programs in Walt Disney. No, are, I don't know anything no? about them. Oh, okay, no, they are no. crazy, man. So um, they have they have a program where uh, they don't pay taxes for all these people that comes from all the all the country, all the world. I'm sorry, and they all live mm-hmm. in the same apartments. But I'm talking about five thousand, eight thousand, ten thousand people working from wow. Disney, living in the same place. So that's another experience that I had in the United States. Obviously, when I was younger, I used to come a lot, like uh, to visit Disney. And to visit, like, do some, like, uh, tourists uh, in the United States, you was know. That like Mex- a, yeah, mm-hmm. was that like when you grow up in Mexico? Because I'm trying to understand the culture, right? Did, mm-hmm. is, it like a, is it like a privilege to come to America? Yeah, like, do you, like, does everybody, like, want to come to America? Do people, like, like want to, like, live here? Like, what's, what's, what's the vibe about America when you're growing up in Mexico? Depends, man. Um, depends. Like every everyone's dream is to visit, you know, but not everybody can visit and then come back. But if you come to the United States to visit, it's because you have some money, you know, because it's not cheap. Imagine doing like the the the, for example, the lowest the minimum income in Mexico is like four hundred dollars a month, man. Really? Even and like right I, now? No, I, and I think that's that's what someone with the with the with university with college. I think with 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 everyone else, it's like probably two hundred dollars, man, five five hundred dollars. Not kidding, man. How much? How much were you making at BMW? Like, what was the uh, most you made there? Uh, right there, like two thousand five hundred, the month. A month. For a month, but that's I a was good job. That uh, man, I was I was already part of the five one uh, percent. Of the and I, yeah no no I, that was for me it was that's crazy because for rent I was paying uh, seven hundred you know uh, uh, living there living cost is really low and obviously I was I was young too like that didn't help because if you are you know mm-hmm. a good position and uh, you are older you can get more salary but yes um, yes a lot of people want to come live here but. I don't know. It's uh, uh, it's hard to explain because it's, it's uh, I talk, I touch a, li- a lot of political like situations. Like not everybody wants to come because living in Mexico, you live the life, man. Here you are living all the time. You are like, for example, the American dream. And people from Mexico and other part of the world come thinking that it's just like a dream. You are gonna sit down and just like start getting money. The American, yes, man. yes. Is that what they tell you? No, no, no. Some people think, 
I knew. But I, I know, knew, but like, I knew. That, that puts, but like, like that puts it in your mind, right? America's like the oh, money, uh-huh, uh-huh, the money yes. capital, right? So then, yes. so then you just start dreaming on top of that. Then you see Mickey Mouse and Disney World, and exactly. You see a bunch of bills, movies, and you're like, I movies. Want, I, want, I want, I want some of that. Exactly, man. And and, and what's the surprise? Whenever you come, actually, they call it like that. It's not a dream. It's a nightmare. Because you work, you work. You need to work hard, man. Hard. First, get a job, man. Get a job first, and then you need to work hard. Yeah. Then, then the job. No, no. Like, yeah, so people does, doesn't realize that a lot of people. The good thing is that most of the people, uh, Mexicans and from every Hispanics, they like to work. You know. Oh That's, yeah. Exactly. So they like most of the people think like that. They like to work. So they say like, hey, if I'm getting paid, actually the salary, man, the salary, if, you, if I of a, of a roofer or installer that is like 6,000, 60,000 or 80,000 a year is a little uh-huh. bit over what the, the Mexican president makes. So even with my with my BMW position, I wasn't making what an insta- $60,000 a year, man. Shoot, so, my roofer makes $2,500 a day. <laughs> no, like, I mean, him and, like four, him, and, him, and, him and four guys split up $2,500 every day. No, I, I, yeah, that 60000 I went low, man. I went low. Yeah, so wow. If, if I'm a hard worker person and I'm making that money, man, I will, pay, I will do everything for it. You know, because how much does a house cost? Like, 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 where, like, where your parents live? Like, how much is a house? Uh, cost? Like, how? That's a problem. Like, I, how much? How much can I buy a really nice house for in your town down by the southern border? Dude, that, like, you will, you will think that you will buy it for like cheap for I don't know one hundred thousand. The problem is that houses and real estate are pretty similar, man. Pretty similar as here. Yes, man. Dude, look for a house in Cancun. Yes, we are talking about Cancun. But it's going to be, the house is going to be 500000 We were checking because we were like, hey, what if real estate in Mexico is cheaper? Start investing over there because I cannot buy a house in Austin right now because of the market. But man, the prices, yeah. the prices in Mexico were similar. So it was exactly the same buying a house in Chiapas or in Cancun that buying a house here. So the market that doesn't well, Texas make sense. is cheap though. Texas is one of the cheaper markets for, well, at least around Dallas. I know. I don't know about Austin, but I know Dallas, man. You can get freaking palaces uh, for less than a million bucks, which are crazy. I mean, some of those houses are they'd be three times as much in where I'm at. So yeah. So tell me this: like, mm-hmm. what, what's the worst thing? What's the worst thing? What's the what's the worst thing you ever had to overcome? Like, what's the biggest piece of adversity that you've ever faced in your life? I think living with uh, living with a new family, being 14 years old, man, and a completely different uh, uh, everything. Com- everything was different, man. Did they speak I, Spanish at all? No, man. No, no. They are they are American. And you didn't. Imagine, and you didn't speak English. No, obviously, no, man, no. Like un poco. It was really, really rusty. I used to learn like they used to teach me in my whole life English, but it was like. What can you learn? It's like you're the Spanish that you learn in the school, man. <laughs> yeah, gracias, adios, hola. You know, exactly. Like, so imagine that. Vamos. Uh-huh. Donde uh-huh. está los baños? Yeah. Yes, man. So that was one of the hardest. Why? Because I moved 
I came from a culture that my parents let me drink. Imagine that. 14 years old, my parents let me do whatever I want. Whatever I want. And I come to a new family, super disciplined. The dad was the coach of the football team, American football, and the wrestling coach. He, they moved a season. The, the wife, she was the one who sell all the, all, the, all the T-shirts, all the marketing for the team and for the wrestling. Then they had three kids. Two boys and one girl. The three of them play American football and did wrestling. Even the girl, man. And I came <laughs> to the house. Yes, man. And I came to that house saying that I wasn't going to play football and I wasn't going to do wrestling, that I was going to play soccer, man. Imagine <laughs> what they say when I told them that I was going to play soccer, that I didn't want to go to the football practice, even they talk with the coach, man. So because, but I was, I was blocked, man. I wasn't open. Do you so, still, do you still know them? Do you still talk to them? Yes, man. Are Actually, they, are they proud of you? Yes, man. Because that, 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 um, my, my, mo my mother-in-law or stepmom, however you can call it. Um, yeah, yeah, that yeah, time, yeah, yeah. Your exchange, your exchange mom. My exchange mom. She's my bookkeeping right now. She's, she has a bookkeeping company. And she's my oh, that's right cool. Now, that's so she's, cool, man. Now she's, that's a good story. Uh huh. Uh huh. And we went to visit that's a them. Good story. So yes, man. I I I have I have keep doing that. Then another another hard thing about your question is living in Mexico City, man. Life like you work ten to twelve hours, then you you live in the traffic, then you need to like be careful of don't get um rough while you are in the traffic. <laughs> uh, what, then like your Volkswagen it, Beetle and everybody's honking, going, ah, ah, ah. Yeah, 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 they come. They come with a gun to your window. Only not to the to the Volkswagen. Only to the premium cars. So you are, you, you are in the traffic, and they come in bikes, and they knock at your window with a gun. Back the traffic back. in Mexico is crazy. I don't know how you guys – I thought, listen, I thought New York City – I thought some of these places in America are bad. I tell you, Mexico is crazy. They yes, drive man. like lunatics. They drive like lunatics. Yes, yes. So, like do they even have rules and regulations on the road? I mean, I feel like does anybody ever get pulled over for anything? Uh, the problem is that imagine you have millions of cars in the same in the same in the same road, so you cannot do anything, man. Like you can do whatever you can. You guys can. have a lot of roundabouts too, don't you? <laughs> yes, man. Yes. Yeah, there's like a bunch of like circles and like people are just coming and going, and it's like. And comparing, for example, Mexico City with Dallas, Dallas for the Dallas Fort Worth area to go from one side to another, you are it's like three hours. In Mexico City, it's like one hour, but in a really small distance. So you don't have it's, it's more the traffic in small distances than long distances like cities in the United States. You know, wow. like without traffic, you do ten minutes, um, but the problem is the traffic. So imagine that that's an, like a being knocked with a gun and they ask you to give everything. They don't say anything. So you need you need to have techniques like having two walls and two cell phones, the original under the seat and the fake ones in, in the where they, they can see them. So when they come and knock at your door, you can give everything, but it's the fake one. How often does that happen, you think? Like how many times did that happen to you? To me it didn't happen, but to my ah. to my to the people in the in BMW, to twice man. Twice because like the top positions, they were all in, in um, BMWs, so they were the target. Mm. 
and a lot of my friends. Like it's really common. Does anybody watch, actually ever get hurt? Does anybody get hurt? Or are they just kind of like it's just kind of like you just know to give it to them and they just like let no, you go, right? Like, no, yeah, there is like um, there is stories too that they were like they, if they don't give, you don't give anything they they kill you, man. Yeah, they, there is really yes, in the middle man. of broad daylight. Yes, man. Yes, man. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Wow. And more well, right I mean, now. Aust- Aust- mm-hmm. Austin's got to be a little bit nicer to you then, right? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it, I'm going to tell you the truth, man. I moved to Austin, but I was missing Mexico City. Even with all those situations that I was telling you. But Mexico City, it is really hard to compare. Like, because they have everything. Like, it's still in my heart. Have you been to Mexico City? Mm-hmm. Just once, and it was only for like a layover, and I uh, okay. had to spend the night because the plane got delayed. But yeah, okay. I didn't really get to see it too much. Man, it's, it's the best city in the world, man. The best city in the world. <laughs> Have you been to New York? <laughs> uh, not New York, but but other Miami, we San gotta, Francisco. You, listen, you gotta you gotta take me to New York City, man. Let's, let's go, go man. Up in New York. Let's go do it up in New York City. How long have you been married? When did you did you get married? Yeah, yeah, four years ago when I moved here. Oh, so those, you moved that, here, got married right away. What's your What's your wife do? She works with me right now, man. She used to work in uh, in in really big companies too. And so, are you corporate. still selling commercial roofing, or are you doing yes, this digital man. marketing thing? Yes. Like, what, what well, I do? still what, selling. I still selling commercial roofing, man. Because um, so I'm independent. So they actually, when I create the company, so. After I start selling, I'm going to come back with my story because um, this is where it goes. So I, st- I discovered LinkedIn, start creating content, start getting attention, and um, I start selling. So the owner of the company was like, dude, was that, was that Francisco, the one who didn't speak any English, 30 years old? Because the other reps were like 60, 50, 30 years, four years of experience there. And they were like doing independent, you know, in, like a lot of... Um, experienced self rep, they, they prefer independent. So I was compared to them. So I start selling as a 30 years old, start selling, and then coronavirus start. They closed the market one year after I, I was here. So I took a training, I took a training, a digital training in the, on the internet, I bought it. After that training, after week one of they closed the market, I got the idea marketing agency for roofing companies. Name, Roofers Going Digital. I, I, then I was like, okay, I'm gonna call, uh, I'm gonna ask uh, my father-in-law that he is the one who invited me to work in the roofing industry. And I asked him and he was like, dude, you cannot open it. You don't have papers. And I was like, I saw in internet that I can. I didn't listen and I opened it, man. So, and that's what I, I always share to my community is, you don't need papers to open a company in the United States. I open a company, and um, from that, both of the I I sold the service, the system to the owner of the manufacturer. He bought it, and that was my first client that I still having today, three years starting three years ago. So the system that and that's um, that's how everything starts. So I keep doing both things, and both projects are going are growing right now. Even the whole situation, like if you have a good marketing, a good company, you can, like, the world can be ending, but you are gonna keep thriving if you know how to do it. And Benny, you you know this. I mean, I'm still learning. I mean, if you got any like hacks or any tricks, I mean, like, you know, I'll share them, you know? Okay, yeah. 
what we specialize, our specialization is um, it's linked social media, but or like in this in the social media world, we specialize on LinkedIn and commercial roofing. If you ask me about residential roofing, uh, I don't, it's not my it's not one of my strengths. Oh, that's all right. You got your little niche. We got a niche, yes, and actually rule number one, rule number one in marketing: have a niche. Yes, and more if you are starting, if you are new in everything that you are doing, because that's what I share to my communities. Leave because a lot of roofers, a lot of roofing companies, is like I do everything. Man, you need one niche. The the ones that are doing everything are the big dogs, man, because they have been in on all the places. So don't like don't lose focus. So about the marketing, about the marketing, uh, LinkedIn marketing. What we do, Benny, is um, so in LinkedIn we can find property managers, facility managers, um, building owners, executives. Everybody knows that. But the are you key, using Sales Navigator? We are using it. We are using it sometimes, and sometimes no, don't. Why? Because even with organic tactics, you can grow your you can grow your um, your network and your audience and creating their, so it's creating the right communication strategy to the right audience that LinkedIn is giving it to you already, even without paying, that's a game over. Because what's the problem with commercial roofing companies and social media? Like, uh, uh, people say like, oh, go on Facebook, go on Instagram, go on TikTok. The problem is that your audience is not there. Obviously, in our in our in our campaigns, in our in our system, we are gonna put, we are gonna position you everywhere: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter. Them, yes, yes, man. But the most important, like the one that we are gonna pay most most most, most attention, is LinkedIn, because that's where that's where our target audience is. So, so do the, you go? Do you uh -huh. go? Do you go? Do you go in and like? You know, like do a search for like, let's say I'm an Austin commercial roofer. Are you then looking for like all property managers in Austin? Mm -hmm. Are you looking for CEOs in Austin? Are you looking mm -hmm. for business owners? And are mm -hmm. you just hitting connect and just trying to connect with them just to get them to follow you? And then you start mm -hmm. producing content so that way they can see it. And then when they're ready, they buy. Exactly. That's one, one tactic, man. Why what else do you do? Let me tell you why this, this tactic is so, uh, so important. So the platform is telling you already, Benny, here are, for example, for the business brand, they give you 250 invitations per month. 250, man. And those are not with Sales Navigator. Ah, exactly. No, but those ones, you can only send them if you have your personal, uh, so that's, this is the trick. These 250 that you are gonna invite from your business, you only can send them if you have a personal um, network. So if you have sent that 100 um, people in your LinkedIn, it's not gonna work. So you need to add on your personal and from your personal, you transfer to your, uh, to your business. So yes, you start inviting, but and every week the platform gives you, in, even with the personal, the platform gives you a number of invitations. They don't so tell you. So you should do this. You should do this from your personal account, though, right? Oh yes. You, so you start with not your, your personal. Not from your business, right? Like you, you, your personal you got better. You do both. 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 But for example, because one 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 of the manufacturer 
they are creating content. The owner is creating content with a personal brand and the, the business brand is creating content. So the owner is, is doing the digital door to door, but the brand is getting those that the brand, personal brand is getting, they, we are sending it to the business brand. Mm, That's not it. That. That's not it. There is no. a part that you can manage invitations. So once you send them, you need to erase them. LinkedIn never is going to tell you this, but you need to erase the invitations that you didn't get accepted. Why? Because they don't, uh, LinkedIn doesn't give you more invitations if you don't clean it, if you don't clean those invitations. And the rule that we have is if you send the, the invitation after seven days, they are not going to either accept your invitation or follow, follow your page. Why? Because a lot of, that's a, the, one of the... Because they're not probably on there that often. Exactly. That's one of the problems with uh, opportunities. Not a problem. Opportunities with yeah, LinkedIn. No, no, yeah, it's an opportunity. Yeah. Is that they don't have... That moving, you, you just want to find the movers it, and shakers on exactly. there. The ones that are like, yeah, like, and then you find the centers of influence and then they're going to refer you to all their friends that are on LinkedIn. Exactly. But what I discovered, Ben, is that you cannot do this strategy if you don't create content. Like they don't give you, for example, because I was showing it to a roofer um, last last week. I was like, "Hey, open your open your LinkedIn." I was showing it, and they were not letting me send to everybody. So what I think is that they start opening these algorithms. The more you have your um, profile optimized, the more content you are creating is the more invitations. That, so the more time you invest in the platform, is the the more the more they help you. And that's the famous. If you, I like, saw if they, that, I saw that people are pushing articles. Like, I see a bunch of my friends now are writing articles on there. Articles and like there's like I, I could tell like when they when they must have got a tip somewhere because then I see them writing articles all the time. They never wrote an article before. They wrote five articles and then they stopped doing it because they probably got bored with it. But um, I see this new blog feature. It's almost like you can write your own blog on LinkedIn. Is that I, are you? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes, you can. Yes, we don't do it. I saw that it has like nobody's using it. Like it's, it's one yeah, of no the. Yeah, no one's using it, right? Yeah. I saw that it's one of the uh, one of the tactics that uh, I saw that LinkedIn is trying to to see what they can do with because nobody was doing it, you know. So yeah, after it's like what Insta Instagram does with Reels, it's like they're trying they're trying to get something moving over there. Uh, Let me ask you this question: uh -huh. Is it okay to post content that I would normally post on Facebook? And just and repost it on LinkedIn. Is it okay? Like, I mean, is that going to, like, or do people not want all that, like, lighthearted, jazzy stuff? Or does it always have to be about business? No, man. So what, what Gary Vee will tell you is that each platform needs to have their own content, you know? The problem. Yeah, like a little, little twist or format, yeah. Exactly. All the formal content, depending on your communication campaign. The problem is that we are not Gary Vee. And we don't have a we don't have a team of forty people behind us. So what I do is I do I publish what I publish in one everywhere, man. And the audience that see my post it changes. And what happened with LinkedIn? It's really funny. Those the, the personal posts and like um, not really not work related are the ones that are having more push. And my because more, people are people. Yes. People people still want to see when you have a baby. They still want to see when you have some fun. Exactly. Like they don't want to keep seeing these boring articles all day exactly. long about the economy and about your product, about your service. I mean, humans are humans, right? I heard the good hack on LinkedIn is tag as many people as you can write in the post. Yes. Like I heard that's a good one. Like to where like if you can include people in your post, 
Um, that usually gets a lot of results. I, I've learned that if you can edify people on LinkedIn and you can promote people on LinkedIn, mm -hmm. that's really good for the algorithm. Um, so, like, when I go on, we should do it. We'll do a screenshot. I'll post you up there, and I'll write a little something about you, and I'll tag you, and then your audience can see that. My audience will see that. Then there'll be all these new new people. Then you go in and, and then connect with them, right? You like mm -hmm. it, little reply, mm -hmm. connect. Oh, they get they get into my funnel, right? And it's just a big old happy world. Yes, yes, yes. You can do it. You can do it in the natural way. So it looks more, more aesthetic, you know, like whenever you post it, you post it in my, you put the link in my name, my company, your company, we did the podcast, YouTube, if you type YouTube, or, or you can do it in the more aggressive way, and like put all of them in the bottom. The way we do it, we are, we are talking with property managers. We try to keep mm -hmm. it the more professional possible. Because we are selling quality, we are selling um, yeah. professionalism. So a lot of those tactics that are really aggressive, we don't do them like those ones. Because yeah. uh, it's, I can show you some posts later. Uh, but because, for example, we structure a post. Like the, the posts are not like, oh, I'm just going to... Like, for example, everything that I always see is like... Uh, I sell commercial roofing services. Call me now, my number and my email. Dude, do you think a property manager is gonna call you from that? No. You know? No. Exactly. You gotta give so them value. Like, you gotta give, you gotta give, 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 jab, 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 hook. Exactly. And those those posts, they are a structure. What do I mean with the structure? They have a strong header. The strong header attention. talks about you gotta get that attention. attention. And you are talking directly to the, your target audience. It's going to have property manager there. And the other part mm -hmm. of the head, header is going to have the pain point solution. So it's going to have, the other day we create one. Are you a pro, don't, if you, don't, lose your, don't lose your job because I leak if you are a property manager. Look, the impact that we have because we told the property managers that they were going to lose their job because of a leak was incredible. That was the header. Then we start with an introduction, trying to talk about the problem. Then we go with bullet points. We, they can be descriptive bullet points or nor, normal bullet points. Conclusion, call to action, hashtags. That's, that's only the, the, the content. How do, then, you, how do you find your hashtags? We based do, you, on, do you just make stuff up based on the article or do you actually do a hashtag research? Normal, normal, normally we, we apply five of them, the, fly, the five more, more basic, that is the location, the service, the industry, the target audience, and the, the, topic of the, um, the topic that we are talking about. That's one tactic that we do. And the other one is the other one that we put like 30, 20, 20 hashtags talking about everything. But that one, it's a really old school. Actually, I, I have heard that some platforms are like punish you if you have too much. So we do both of them. Mm -hmm. It looks like it, it's the same what we were saying with the tagging everybody. It looks like, like yeah, you uh, confuse the algorithm. Exactly, and it's too much. You don't need it. You don't need it. And so, how many how many jobs? How much revenue do you think you've sold off of a LinkedIn connection in the last four years since you came to this country? How much business has been created through you? Whether it's been you directly to selling your own roof jobs, or you've helped other people sell roof jobs on there. How much revenue do you think you've 
managed to swirl up in the last four years off LinkedIn? Probably in the company, man. Just in like the- any, like you helping other roofers or you helping yourself. Like just, I don't know, like just throw out a number, like okay. ballpark. Yes. Look, I'm going to tell you. So what we are charging to the manufacturer, um, what we are charging to the manufacturer, the results are being between six, four to six times what they are generating. But what they are like, what they are investing, it is like between five to six thousand a month. So it's like it's not a cheap system, but the results are there. We are um, probably a million dollars. But it, it, it is hard to tell you, Benny, because I am selling. All right, how many roofs? How many? Selling. How about this? How many roofs have you sold just off LinkedIn? Only myself, like one million since I start. Is that's, I made a mistake. What do you mistake. mean? That's a million more. That's a million more than you had when you got here. Yeah. Oh, for sure, man. For sure. And I made a mistake, Benny. That I, I want to tell this about to all your audience is that. All right. Well, Don't make well, this mistake. The fam, focus in one project at a time. Don't try to be like, right now I see a lot of roofers that they do everything. They do solar. We, we just said it already. They do all type of service. Solar, wrap, roofing, um, residential, commercial. So what I did is I, I was only for one year selling, selling coatings. And then I moved to the other two roofers going digital. That made me lose my, um, my focus in the projects. Um, that I don't recommend it. After I opened the company, I started focusing on that. I, my, my sales on the coatings went a little bit low. But I didn't stop. That's the good thing. I didn't stop. So right now that I'm keeping both of the projects um, uh, like going on, it's, it's hard. But I'm in the stage that finally they are both growing and recovering. They are, but, um, but I don't recommend it, man. Like, stay with one. One of the keys to well, success. Well, I, I have trouble. Roof. I have trouble with that personally. So, like, I'm trying to do two different things, right? Like, I own a roofing company, a local roofing company in Pittsburgh. But I'm having so much more fun, like, shining a light on the whole industry overall, uh-huh. like, as, as, from a macro standpoint, and then helping other business owners with systems, processes, sales, marketing, branding. They're like, yeah, it's, like, hard to have two messages. It's hard to, like, still be, like, the local roofer. And then still hard to do that. But, like, I don't know. I'm just being me, though. So, like, what would you recommend to a guy like me to, like, to do on LinkedIn? Um, mm-hmm. what, what, do you think would, what do you think would give me the most traction? So, first, and, first, and I think you are doing it, is have a personal, personal, uh, personal brand campaign. Create content from your personal brand. You know personal brand. I don't have to tell you this. Probably people in the audience doesn't know it, but a personal brand has eight times more impact than a business brand. That's marketing 101. Then, so your personal brand is the first one. Then your business brand. Your business brands need to be creating content every day. And Benny, when I'm creating content and a lot of my strategies are the same way, I'm not saying that you need to appear in the video every day saying something you can create different type of content for example written written content i have post i have post written content without image and without video and has more impact than a video that everybody's talking about video right now and you know it's the most powerful don't get me wrong but linkedin i'm building, and, I'm building a content team over exactly yeah so 
Yes, but written content, don't forget about that. If you can get a designer. So, so what you need to do is create a team that is creating content without you, man. That is going to be mm, the secret. I know. I, and that's, 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 that's the secret. And then somebody else to post it. I don't even want to post it. Exactly. No. Right now, the, the content that you see in all with myself, my company, and my clients, thankfully, man, thanks God, I don't have to do anything, man. I was able to build a team that even with my personal. A lot of marketeers are going to say are gonna say that doesn't look original, that someone else created for you, for a personal brand, for example. I completely agree. The, the content, you can, I can, you can notice a difference when I post and when, when my team posts. Obviously, I check everything. But mine's come from all my knowledge and my four years and them, theirs come from their experience that is different. But the problem is, or I build a company, Right now, I struggle in building a company that I'm just starting. Probably if I, had, I was a business owner like five years, seven, ten, it would be different. I will have more time. But right now, it's being difficult, so I am letting my team to create everything. But I don't have to, I can invest the time in my podcast, in your podcast, on events, you know, so I can focus my thing. So don't forget about those type of, of content, Benny, the ones that you don't have to appear on them. Because try it. Try after the call. Put some, or tomorrow in the morning that you know mornings or LinkedIn is better. Do a written post, or probably you have done it, without picture, without anything. Obviously, optimize it with a strong, you know, like a good good post, and you will see that you can get even 2,000 views only on LinkedIn, man. And that's incredible part. It's like, like the views that you can get only with one post, not even with door knocking, not even with any of the strategies that we can talk about it right now. You are going to have that reach. So... I tell you, Benny, go with your well, personal. I really appreciate this knowledge, man. This, this is good. Man, man I feel good, that. This is a good episode. If, some, if, some, if, somebody, if somebody's really looking to learn how to dive deep on LinkedIn, I feel like you're the guy. Ah, man. Uh, you're like the guy. Uh, um, and this is only one part, for example. What, I, question, what questions do you got for what? Go ahead. Uh -huh. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, what, do you have any questions for me? Uh, no, Benny. I uh, I didn't I didn't I didn't prepare any question. I let you. I, I my questions are oh, gonna that's be. All right. I was just curious. Hey, my questions are gonna be in my podcast, man. You already have the the invitation. I already send it to you. You need to come in my show. All it's right. for the Spanish community. We, I have it in Spanish and in English. Focusing well, my in Spanish the, is a little rusty. No worries, man. That's why I have it in English and in that one. I will get all your information because I know you have a lot too. We can focus right now on LinkedIn for your audience right now, and I will need your time for mine. So let's keep here. And all right. So what I was saying, what I was saying before, is that the tactics that I just say right now, those are organic tactics. You don't have to pay anything, and right. that's that, those are only organic. If I to, if I start talking about um, paid, we start with. Uh, sales navigator and that's a complete different mm. strategy that people think that buying sales navigator is the same it's going to be the game changer oh i'm already play, paying it you need to have a strategy there too and a strategy why because you have invitations you have 50 i'm sorry you have emails 50 emails what is that you can you can reach everybody so sales navigator fam what they do 
is that when you look for, um, when you use the, the directory without paying, LinkedIn only shows you a part of the audience. What does LinkedIn says? Benny, if you want me to open the, the full directory, you need to pay me $100. So whenever you pay for Sales Navigator, they open the full directory. If I look for property managers right now, Benny, I'm going to look, I'm going to find 400,000 property managers all over the country. If I filter for Texas, 29,000 property managers, man. Who is reaching on them, on that platform, man? Nobody, man. Obviously, nobody. Like, nobody. Nobody, man. And, and do you know what's the, most, the, the, the funny thing? Is that they are suffering because they, they don't have someone to help them with their roof, man. You know, roofers suffer. Yeah, they just want to be friends with somebody. On, yeah, they just want to be exactly. friends with somebody on LinkedIn because no one, else, no one. That, that's what's cool about LinkedIn. It's not like Facebook or Instagram. You're not on there. You're only on there for business. I mean, you're only exactly. on there trying to help yourself in business. I mean, it's. No, and they need roofers, man. Well, that's good stuff, man. I really appreciate you being here. No, they, no you're welcome. This is a welcome. good show. I like they, it. They, they I, got, I got five questions. I got five questions I ask every guest. Let's go. Imagine that I'm putting you I'm putting you on an island completely by yourself, okay? Um, what book are you going to take with you? Damn. So one one that I want to read right now that I have um, in my um, in the list is um, Rocket Field, the visionary and the and the uh, integrator. Uh, integrator. Yes, because right now that my wife yeah, is working that's, in that's, the that, that book. Uh -huh. That book changed my life. I, then I need to get I, it after this. Yeah, I read the Bible. It's the Bible and then Rocket okay. Fuel. Oh, damn. That's it. Damn. In that order, Bible, Rocket Fuel. Okay. All right, okay. What, uh, what movie are you taking with you? I think 300, man. 300. <laughs> I need to be ready. Sparta! I, I need to be pumped up in case something happens. We are Sparta, man. Uh. How, how tall are you? Uh, 5'10", man. 5'10". All right, all right. So you, you got some good size to you. Mm -hmm. All right, you're allowed to put, you're allowed to build a restaurant on this island. You can pick any restaurant. It could be famous. It could be one in your backyard. What restaurant are you taking with you? I will do some um, tacos and sandwiches. That is my best, uh, my best dish. My tacos and my, my sandwiches mainly are the best ones. So wait, you're going to build your own restaurant with your own food. Yes, man. Yes, with everything oh, that is wow. in the that's island. Oh, first time. You're the you're the first guest that's ever told me you're going to build your own restaurant from scratch. And that you're not going to like put like you know a, a barbecue place over there, or like you know a, a fancy restaurant like a steakhouse. So that's cool. All right, you're allowed to take one trip. You can go anywhere in the world for one week. Where are you going to go? I think um, Germany or Japan, man. Germany and Japan. Which one? That's those two different Germany, answers. man. Which one? Germany. Germany. Why do you want to go to Germany? So my first job was in a um, German um, insurance company called Allianz. They have they are they are the biggest um, insurance in in Germany. All mm -hmm. the, all the people in, that was in Mexico City. Then I moved to BMW. I if I didn't come here, I was gonna live in Germany to study a master there and move, move there and start working there and look for a job because I want to be with the best, man. I want to be with the top dogs. Like, I know I am one, 
So like I know I can build whatever you I want are. anywhere. You're, anywhere yeah, I you're, want, you're man. You're a beast. Thank you, Last man. Last question for you. You can spend twenty four hours with one person. It could be someone's famous, someone that you know, someone that's been in the past, someone that's alive. Who are you spending twenty four hours with to pick their brain? I think um John Maxwell, man. John Maxwell or Six Siglar, one of the old old school guys. I believe that John Maxwell. What? I just met him. Then where? I was at RoofCon. He, I mean, him met backstage oh, yeah. at RoofCon. Damn, yeah. I, I was shooting go... content. See, I was shooting content. I had my content team out there and uh, got his attention. Got to meet with him. That was uh, it was a special thing. So damn, that's I. Do, do you know what I believe, Benny? Is that older people have all the knowledge. That's why I didn't say Gary B because Gary B, even if it's a beast, don't get me wrong, I feel those the older guys, the top top they got top notes, exactly they are. Yeah, like, they got a lot of wisdom. A actually, lot of that, wisdom. That's what I did when I moved here, man. I shut up and I start listening to the older people, man. And that's why um, I well, learned if were, from. If you would have said Gary V, I would inter- I would have introduced you to him, but since you didn't say, you know. I oh man! <laughs> no. <laughs> I want to, man, because I saw that he's going to uh, to shows, to like to um, podcasts and show from from like like ours, you know, like he's not like a like yeah. Him. No, he does. Uh, yeah, he's a good guy. I was actually just uh, I just talked to him. I don't know a couple weeks ago. So, well, listen, Poncho, I really appreciate uh, you coming on the show. If somebody wants to get a hold of you or, or get more information from you, what's the best way to find you? Okay. Yes, man, it's gonna be easy. Pancho LinkedIn. Serrano, Pancho Serrano on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. There is do, do, like Pancho Serrano. There is no other thing. Or Roofers Going Digital on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, YouTube. And all of them, we are creating content every day, man. Every day. So there is no way you are not going to find us. If you go on Google, you are going to find us. Our website, if you want to set a, a consulting call with me, I am going to change it in the next week to discovery calls because we are getting traction, so I'm getting too much calls, so I'm going to start filtering them. But consulting calls, I, I am doing it for free to the community. So, like, if someone has questions, they don't have to buy for me. My my, And if they are Hispanics, if you are Hispanic and listening to this, you have an special treatment because of my purpose that is helping that community, but everywhere, man. My website, roofersgoingdigital.com. My cell phone, 915-222-0119. All right. Well, listen, I appreciate it. If you guys got value out of this podcast, like, subscribe, put in the comments, hashtag LinkedIn. Let us know you're listening, and uh, we'll see you again on another edition of the Big Fish Cares podcast. Thank you for listening to the Big Fish Cares podcast. It's our passion to help share stories and journeys, to help inspire optimism, to take action and accomplish your goals. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on the website at www.thebigfishcares.com. Find us on Facebook at The Big Fish Cares and on Instagram at bigfish.benny. See you next time. 